Hey guys, and welcome to the Foots, Bants and Everything in Between podcast with me, Mox Elizondo Darwin. And me, Noah Cowan. And in today's episode, we'll be covering the Liverpool-Southampton game that shocked Liverpool fans and delighted all Man United fans. And on top of that, we'll be covering the ups and downs of the cup fixtures, both in the Carabao Cup and in the FA Cup. We'll also have our first guest on the show, Finn Fagan. So get comfortable, get a drink and get ready for some more Foots, Bants and everything in between. got you to uh, write a couple of things down. Uh, me and Noah covered them in the in the last episode to do with yep. your top five games and stuff. How about you You read us your top five games? Um, I don't particularly have them in like a, an order. Is that bad? Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, that's just, fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I mean, it's it's what I expect from a from a Brighton fan, an unorganised <laughs> fan, don't know what they're talking about, to be honest. So, so that's all right with me. Uh, so... <sighs> So obviously the uh, Liverpool Villa game is probably up there. Yeah. Um, All right. I think. Yeah, yeah we you know, covered that in the as, last as, episode. As a, as a shocker, obviously you talked about it um, last week, but uh, you know, as, as a shocker. Must be a dream for yeah. Ollie Watkins to come from the Championship into the Premier League and then just score a hat trick against you know the European champions. Well, they weren't yeah, European I champions, imagine. were they? They were Premier League champions. They got knocked out by Atletico, didn't they? Didn't they know her? Yeah, we did. We did. We got knocked out so, yeah, after, against Atletico. Ah, it's fine. See, we were in the Europa League. We couldn't even win that. You know, um, no, no one knows that I wanted Brighton to sign Ollie Watkins. Um, he yeah. was, uh, he was Mopé strike partner in the championship. They played well together. I, I want to speak about Mopé, but later on when we talk about VAR, because um, that's a very, it's a very funny, funny topic. Yep. It is yeah, very especially funny. Especially for you as a United fan. <laughs> <laughs> Finn, name us your um, number two. Uh, see, I'd say the Brighton Wolves game the other week. Tell it, tell us oh, yeah. about that. So, Brighton had an absolute stink for the first half, right? Um, went three one down at half time. Uh, Brighton scored first, and then Wolves just took us apart. That da- Dan Byrne had an absolute. <laughs> Did he score like, an own goal? He scored an own goal. Uh, he <laughs> off. Um. Yeah. yeah, but you never see that with well, Dan Byrne, do you? Like, he's always quite well, consistent. He gave, he gave away a penalty as well on his 50th yeah. appearance for the club. Yeah, exactly. It's embarrassing. Yeah. But, um, no, he was uh, he was poor. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst performance. That's one of the worst performances I've seen as a Brighton player. Yeah, with, with Dan Brown, you look at him, you think, you're, you're, <laughs> you're not a fullback, mate. He's like, he's a basketball player, isn't he? Yeah. Look how tall he is. Six, six foot seven. Ridiculous. He's, he's but, um, so tall. But uh, and then Brighton in the second half came out with drive. I don't know what Potter obviously said. To, obviously said to them at half time, but Brighton came out with a bit of like force and a bit of you know aggression and the passion that we saw, especially when Brighton were back in the championship. Yeah, we saw yeah. that passion like come out again. Yeah, yeah. And it it, it was just, it's just nice to see, even though you know it was a point, but it was a crucial point and definitely a step in the right direction. Especially with how the season's gone so far, it's been really disappointing. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, Lewis Dunk, Lewis Dunk's header and the passion, the celebration as well was fantastic. Yeah, Lewis. Lewis Dunk actually reminds me, 
right? He just reminds me of a skinnier Harry Maguire. I mean, you could say that, couldn't you? You could say that, <laughs> couldn't you? Because, I mean, they both they both have kind of the same playing style, and 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 they're they're both you know they're both very very yeah. good players. So no, please please do, please do not do not compare my Messiah to that trampoline of a right foot. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I wasn't talking about football. I was talking about forehead and the triangular nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's see your number three, mate. Uh, I don't think it's a surprise. The Tottenham United game. Um, uh, do, do we have to talk well, about six, that, six, Marcus? You uh, don't like that one, do you? Well, you, you talked about it quite a lot last week. We we, we did talk about it last week. You talked about it quite a lot, but um. It was, yeah, I, I don't know what went wrong. I just think Tottenham were too good. It was, look, it's, one of the, best it's the first Tottenham time that I've seen recently. It is, it is. And it's the first time in the league that we saw um, that um, Son Kane partnership come to life. I mean, yeah. let's yeah, let's not forget that. about the shocking Man United defending. And yeah. the only goal that we got was a penalty that wasn't even a penalty because, you know, the refs are on our payroll. So. I mean, Marcus, it's what we said last week. Harry Kane's just, he's just unbelievable now. Like, he's just incredibly on form and he's hes just pinging them in the back of the net, as I said last week. Yeah, he's different gravy now. He is, he is different he gravy. Is. He is. He, none yeah. of that Bisto crap, getting the posh stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but as a, as a positive, like, you've definitely seen this United defence kind of like, they've got a little bit, a little bit more control at this point. You know, the likes of Eric Bailly as well. He's been playing unreal so far this season. Eric Bailly is playing unreal. And, I, and I'm and i telling you now, I have no idea why Ole played him yesterday in the FA Cup. It was Watford. Like, you know, we need Bailly if we're going to be uh, title contenders. And there he is with an injury scare having to go off at half-time. Yeah. Really? I, I didn't actually see that. He, he got taken off because uh, Dean Hendo uh, went out to punch the ball and pelted him in the neck. <laughs> Oh, and on, on, on Dean Henderson, you said last week that um, Henderson should be, uh, you know, England number the one. England squad. Yeah. England number one. Um, I agree. You agree? I yeah. I've I've never really been impressed with Pickford. Uh, I um, haven't. He's he. Pickford's appalling. He's quite no, a dirty. He's quite a dirty player, isn't he? He's, whoa, he's whoa, really, yeah, really yeah. Okay, attitude. dirty because he's he's ruined you. You know, he's ruined the season. And, oh. Exactly, exactly. No, just Pickford and Jeffrey doesn't particularly impress me. Uh, Nick Pope as well. I don't mind him. I get, I'm impressed by Nick Pope. Nick's Pope. Nick Pope actually um, had the best stats out of every keeper last season in terms of save percentage. But was that just because his back line, his, his you know, his second last men yeah, uh, exactly. have been awful or were awful last season? Yeah, so he had I mean, more more shots. Yeah, more shots. Yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think he's a bad keeper. My brother hates him even with a passion, but uh, I don't think he's horrific. But I definitely think Dean Henderson should be pushing for that number one. Dean Henderson should be there, and he pulls out some saves. Ridiculous and yesterday, saves. in fact, um, Emil Saar was running down the wing. Uh, Alex Telles was was you know we we were on the counter attack, so he was way up the pitch, and Saar's running down the wing. And Dean Hendo comes out and plays as a left back and just slide tackles him. It was, it was quite comical <laughs> uh, to see Dean Henderson run, run against and uh, beat Saar in a sprint race. 
Um, well, let's hear number four. My, uh, so, I'd have to say that Brighton-Newcastle game, that 3-0, I know I said it last week, but and obviously there's going to be bias, but it's my own personal favourite games of the season. Yeah, yeah, I remember watching and, that at school with you, man. That was quite a good game, wasn't it? Yeah, it's one of the games where Potter's philosophy has worked. Yeah, 100% have and to agree with that. What philosophy would that be? So, Potter, you know, he plays a he plays a possession game, lots of playing out the back, you know, distribution from Dunkey, driving runs from Adam Webster. Um, there's a lot of focus on actually just just having control of the ball, and as you see with most Brighton games, Brighton have most possession. On on that on that um, on that uh, Finn, um, I remember saying I remember you saying um, how calm Yves Basuma is on the ball. He just wow, he's calm Basuma. and collective, and you you just he just whatever he does, you can see it just it's like minimal effort, and it, it's just unbelievable. I mean, Basuma's got my favourite player right now. Yeah, but, really. Um, just you know, uh, again, it comes with bias as a Brighton player, as a Bright as a Brighton fan. But um, I think Basuma's just like, as you said earlier, a different gravy. Like he's ridiculous. I think you'll definitely see him moving in the next couple of years. I, I, I you know, I hope not. Oh, well, I mean, the type of player that he is, uh, I see him going to a side like Everton. That mm. that's where I I see him. I think he he fits that that midfield role very well. And it just, but you, you never know. It's just all about. Or if they can find a house there, and you never know, really. Like, he finds a house there, he'll, he'll move. But if he doesn't find a house, and he likes, he could where be he's going overseas. You never know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but well, um, Finn won't want that. But you know. <laughs> but that uh, that that Newcastle game was top tier. Like, but N- Newcastle have uh, have um, they're not that great this season. Yeah, but they they have any season. Newcastle are yeah. They've got they've got Callum Wilson. All right. They've got Callum Wilson. They got Matt Ritchie. Uh, their keeper Alan is Maximo. injured right now. Uh, yeah, Sam Maxima. Um, yeah. Debraka, he's good when he's playing. Uh, they got Yedlin, but Newcastle are one of those teams where I feel for like a lot of people. If you're not a Newcastle fan, that you sort of forget that they're in the league. They're just that team that sort of just floats around the the you know mid mid table side. So, yeah, and I feel like with Brighton every year, you get an exciting season. You're either in a relegation scrap or they're doing <laughs> yeah. quite well. Um, but, yeah, uh, I feel like Brighton might be going down this season. Uh, I I can't say I necessarily disagree, but we'll talk about that later. But, um, Finn, you're number five, mate. Final one. Uh, I'd say... It's got to be that Brighton Villa game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, scrap that. Brighton United. United um, Brighton losing 3 2. Brighton, Brighton, Brighton losing 3 2 after the full time whistle went. After the full time whistle went. So, Finn, you, you were. I remember Snapchatting you. Um, and your views. What were, what were you, Tell me, what were your views when that full time whistle was blown and then they go and check? They are after that, mate. Oh, I was fucking livid, mate. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't lie to you. You know that as well. Yeah, but, uh, fair enough. I mean, at the same time, if it stands in the rules and the rules are, are solid and consistent, which they aren't, but 
you know, if they were, I, I wouldn't have that much of a problem with it. There's no other situation. There's no examples like that, no. There's no examples like that, but that one. And look, it, the handball was when the game was still in play. And the VAR check were, started whilst we were still in play. So I feel like the only thing that went wrong then is VAR should have told the referee to not blow the whistle because they're checking it. But yeah. it, it yeah. was quite obvious that as soon as he blew his whistle, they told him it's a penalty. But at the same time, three years ago, right, before VAR was, you know, mainstream, you know, if there was an incorrect offside decision, it stood why, anyway. weren't they, why, why weren't they changing it after, after full time? Why weren't they? Mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, but but that's not you, you can't say that. Why not? Because the the whole the whole drama about this was that the the full time whistle went as the handball, like just after the handball. But you can't say, oh, there was there was an incorrect handball decision, you know, in the twentieth minute. Why haven't no, they so, corrected I mean, after the game? You can't say that. No, I don't, but I don't think it matters when in the game it is. You know, if you look back, if if you have a game three years ago where there's an incorrect offside decision which changes changes the 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 entire the entire game and, and changes the result of the game. Yeah, but you can't go back. Why then. Why, weren't, why weren't they? Why weren't the FA looking at it? Yeah, yeah, back yeah, at it but and you saying, can't go right, back and say, yeah, okay. So let's say you have an example like that where it's um, you know three years ago when there was no VAR, uh, twenty minutes in, it's one one. Uh, a player scores a goal which was offside, but it's given as onside. Mm-hmm. And the game finishes, let's say, two all. Does the other team then say, "Hang on, that goal was was supposed to be offside. It was offside, but it was but given it onside. Given. Should yeah, exactly. it be two? Should it? Should we get the points uh, two one to us? But you never know because going two one down meant that the mentality changed of the team. So you can you can never say that this outcome would have happened if this outcome didn't happen if that makes sense so Finn, well, I think that's, that's basing it entirely about around a hypothetical situation where if it changed the mentality mentality of the team uh, then they, they would have scored or would not have i don't think yeah but I, i'm a man match. united fan and i and i see that as soon as we go down yeah of course. we you know we have to go down maybe three goals before we actually decide to start playing you know our first half is our warm-up you can see against Southampton. <laughs> yeah but, um no, I mean the that game. The game frustrated me, um, but at the same time, Brighton did look good. It was an entertaining show. Trossard and Ronaldo are the two only play, two players ever in the Premier League to hit the crossbar and both posts in the game. Oh, Trossard! Trossard, he, uh, he, for his sake, he has to move. He is too good. It's like Zaha in the Crystal Palace team. He's too good for that team. So Finn, obviously, obviously with Brighton, they've they've. You could say they've been robbed in some of their recent, well, recent games, um, because you know they've had a they've had a couple of penalty situations like that. And and what what are your views on how uh, if if they if they have been robbed, should they have been robbed? Go on, explain. Yeah, but it's gone both ways. Yeah, you know, with Brighton winning that late penalty against Liverpool. Yeah, and. And Aston Villa not winning that penalty um, uh, in the away game where we won two one. You know, yeah. I, it, 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 what goes around comes around with exactly. most teams. Exactly. And 
you know, if there's if there's a decision where you feel mugged off, chances are you'll get a decision which will make the opposition team feel mugged off. So I don't necessarily think that it's um that there's any bias involved or anything. We yeah. Brighton were unlucky in the United game. Um, I don't yeah. know. Who told Mope he'd make a good goalkeeper? But fuck me. That <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I don't. I don't necessarily hate VAR. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd keep it in the league. I'd definitely make some adjustments. I'd make an appeal system as well. Yeah. And okay. I would. And I wouldn't have it exclusively for um, just goal situations or red cards. Yeah. Because right. uh, as an example, um, against Arsenal, was it against Arsenal? Uh, which one was it? No, it's against it's against Wolves. Um, Trossard was through on goal, um, but he placed his hand on the Wolves centre half shoulder, and he went down. And he went down, and they yeah, gave it as a, um, and they yeah. gave it as uh, a free kick to Wolves, um, but ref blew before Trossard went and scored. So ref blew, and then Trossard ran up and put it in the net. But that shouldn't happen but, because it's in the rules that they can't they can't blow. They gotta. They've yeah, got they, they, to, they should have let it play on. But they gotta let it play if they're if you know if they're in the, they're in the box or they're about to shoot. There's a goal scoring opportunity. You know, if you miss, then blow your whistle. Just put and then say it was a free kick. You know, like they do with offsides. If if you're offside yeah. now, a, a linesman doesn't put his uh, flag up until until the chance is gone, pretty much. Yes. Even even if it is offside. Yeah, even if it is onside offside. Uh, last season we were playing Man United were playing Arsenal, and um, mm-hmm. the linesman put his flag up to say offside. So our defence stopped running, and Orba just kept on with the ball, you know, and put it in the back of the net. And then they checked VAR mm-hmm. and said actually no, it was onside. But how unfair is that on players when they're being told it is offside and they don't want to run yeah. in case you know because. With our injury-prone defenders, it's bound to one of them is going to pull a hamstring or something if they sprint after Aubameyang. So obviously, yeah, you're going exactly. to stop if if the linesman puts his flag up. Linos just at this point, I don't think they should be deciding offsides. Linos at this side, shouldn't it? why are they in the game? To be honest. Yeah, I mean, I think it's for their main role is just things like Torrens, but and uh, and fouls within their half, but. They're just saying who's throwing two, and half the time they get that wrong anyway. It's weird. The Premier League is the best league in the world and has some of the most incompetent monkeys as officials. Yeah, but Besides. you know how hard it is to become a referee. You've got to like officiate a certain amount of non-league, then League Two, then League One, then Championship games before you get to Premier League. Somehow they're still shite. Yeah, but uh, I mean, um... who? You're not gonna give that much uh, Scooby, and who cares if you give one wrong decision when you're manage- when you're refereeing Morecambe versus Wigan? But when it's, you know, yeah. Liverpool versus Man City, a title decider. Yeah. I mean, argue- there's huge pressure on them as well. There is, is, there is, is. and yeah, I feel is. like it, the, their job is a lot easier, and I feel like they can give uh, decisions that they feel is correct when there's no fans in the stadium. Yes, for sure. Because they have lots of time. Because you obviously got the the fans putting loads of pressure on them, uh, exactly. like booing, you know, all that all that kind of stuff. And then with not having any fans, and it's quite quiet. Like they can they can sort of take their time to to make the decisions that they need to make that they need to make. Yeah, I mean the the abuse that's that's hurled at these referees. Exactly. Uh, you know, I, I've called a fair few number of referees cancer myself. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, 
another thing. Like, if I was a referee, and I was if I was um, officiating, if I was refereeing a game, I think you can say officiating. If I was officiating a game at the Amex Stadium, and I gave a wrong decision, I, you know what? I I'd wear two pairs of underwear that night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Surprise fans get a lot of stick. Um, people think our fans aren't very good. And I think it's maybe mainly because of the um, like the family nature of the Amex. Yeah, but that, that but, that's the same with um, like Norwich has that sort of family feel to it as well. Uh, to a certain mm. extent, I feel <laughs> like little family. And <laughs> 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 I sort of feel like um. Uh, Fulham uh, teams like that have that family spirit. I was going to say Wolves for a minute, but they're just a Portuguese consulate, aren't they? They so. are. <laughs> yeah, their whole team's sure. Portuguese. I do very much like Wolves, though. Um, Wolves are a great team to watch. Um, I was, uh, yeah. They've got a number of very was, good players as well. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, sorry, go on. So I was asked to obviously. Um, Pick a most surprised team. Yeah, that's what we're yeah, going to ask next, yeah. Um, and I chose Wolves, but not necessarily in a positive way. Um, I it'd been sort of in the better. middle. It'd been sort of in the you know, middle, haven't they? No, they've been... I, I agree with you completely on this one, Finn. They, you know, they've been up there for, for two seasons now, like, uh, probably contending for a European spot. I'm fortunate not to get them. In fact, they I, think I think yeah. they are in the... Europa League this season? Oh, I know um, they were last season. But um, I don't actually know. They they've um yeah, I feel like they're really missing uh Jota. Uh yep. Jota and uh, the injury to Jimenez. Um yeah. yeah, I just feel like those are two big players that you're missing. You know, Jota and Jimenez are the equivalent to uh, I would say um Mane and uh, Salah to Liverpool. Yeah. Oh yeah, but now uh, Jota's at Jota's at Liverpool, isn't he? Well, Jota is at Liverpool, so it was a, it was a very, yeah. very, so very I think good signing. I, yeah, I th- well, yeah, it was. He's like Coutinho now. Yeah, um, he is. He is. He's, um, yeah, I. Go on. No, I, I, I've been, I've been disappointed with Wolves, to be honest. Um, definitely with the with the likes of like Connor Cody as as a as a centre half leader. I, I like Conor Cody a lot. I think he's a great player. And also, a good, you know, good personality as well. Uh, he does a lot for the club. But um, I definitely expected more from Wolves this season. You know, with that attacking drive. Yeah, no. They have, you know, with, with Adama Traore. But missing him and has been a big blow for them. Where, where is he? Where is he? He's he... He's just disappeared. He's faded yeah. away. Traore, right. Traore's yeah. been disappointing this season. He, yeah, has, he has. He has. Yeah. I mean, he's got a massive like name in, in, in football now, and he, and he's just, uh, he's just, yeah, he's gone off the radar. Yeah, they has. were calling, uh, they were calling them, uh, him, their uh, hundred million man. Yeah. Claim, claiming that, claiming that he's worth hundred odd million. Well, <laughs> exactly. I remember, <laughs> I remember that uh, not last season because last season was his breakout season. The season before. People were saying, uh, he's people was uh, like describing him as what they're describing Dan James as a Ferrari that has no steering wheel, so <laughs> fast but yeah. doesn't know how to control that's itself. That's so true, though. That's so true. And I feel like 
uh, Traore's breakout game last season was that uh, Wolves-Man City game. You know, he, he scored a couple of goals, won them the game. Uh, sort of, like, stayed around, you know, people, like, looking at him, like, whoa, look how strong he is, even though he doesn't go to the gym. A load of twaddle. That's a load of twaddle, that. He, he, no way you can be that big No, he obviously gyms, obviously. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, he weighs just as much as Dan Jones. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, right. Well, okay. He's, he's obviously a little guy, but still, like height-wise. Yeah. And the team you've been least surprised by? Sheffield United. Um, I think you started to see it <laughs> in the last season after project uh, after project restart. Yeah. With you know their their run of losses. Um, but. Overlapping centre backs. But... So I was about to ask Finn, what do you think of uh, Sheffield, United, Sheffield United's overlapping centre backs, mate? I honestly don't know too much about you it. Don't but... So uh, <laughs> overlapping centre backs. For anyone who doesn't know, uh, he's listening to the podcast. Um, I've actually had to do a bit of research about this, and it's essentially where the centre backs um, invert to like a winger. And then the full-backs invert into extra strikers. So, basically, they go from a 4-2-3-2. Sorry, a 4-2-1... Oh, my God, I can't count. A (laughs) 5-2-1-2. A 5-2-1-2 to, you know, there's six up front or seven up front. But that leaves the the defence very exposed. Um, And... You could tell. It leaves it leaves the defense very exposed, and um, yeah, they're they're leakier than a dodgy toilet right now. <laughs> well, um, honestly, whatever Chris Wilder's been taking, I want some. Exactly. Sounds like fun. Fucking bonkers, man. Um, I just I I haven't been particularly surprised with how Sheffield United have done this season. Um, I found it very funny they, yesterday how um they were playing Bristol City in the FA Cup. And they played their starting eleven, uh, like yeah. their prem starting eleven. This is prem quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know they con- they conceded two goals against Bristol City. They won the game three two. Um, and yet Sky Sports posted an appreciation post for for Chris Wilder. Chris Wilder, for yeah, hundred wins. One hundred a... wins. <laughs> they had yeah. that in the draft since September. They have had that draft since September. Yeah. But, um. Um. A funny thing is also um, Leeds. You know, uh, Leeds losing. Um, who was it against? Did it Car- Carlisle, was it? I think it might have been. Uh, yeah. Crawley. It was Crawley Town. Crawley Town, that's what it was. It was 3-0, 3-0. The club of my arm. That's, my that's um, funny. That, eh. you know, they get all the praise for their philosophy. Um, you know, I said in yeah, the, the last... Marcus, I the said, post that I sent you. Yeah, the post that he sent me was very funny. It, it's true, though. It's like... Okay, so when I was watching Man United Leeds, uh, all the Sky Sports pundits were saying, you know, uh, I don't care if Leeds lost six two, this this game, you know, the the philosophy and the the philosophy and the mentality in that team is exceptional. They they all run after the ball. No. And why aren't Brighton getting this praise as well? Yeah, and uh, they, they, they don't have a now. leaky defence, do they? No, exactly. Well. Uh, I haven't, I haven't been great at the last few games, but again, I'll talk about that in a bit. Finn, um, um, 
your final thing that we asked you to talk about was your player of the season so far. Uh, could you tell us who that is, please? See, I was very torn with this. I wanted to say Son. Yeah. But I think it's got to go to Bruno Fernandes. Yes. Um, <laughs> I agree with you 100%, Finn. Wonder why, um, <laughs> but I, I think he's been fantastic this season. I think. Yeah, as, as I been, said, Marcus, he's what they call he's what they call the Portuguese magnifico, mate. Yeah, he's got a bit of leadership about him as well. Which he does. Obviously. He does. He does. He's like Basuma. Uh, he is exactly. <laughs> well, we call we comparing Bruno Fernandez. I'm not going to compare Bruno Fernandez to 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 Yves Basuma, who's playing for Brighton at the moment. But um, no, in, ter- in terms say, of Brighton, control of the, of but, the pitch in the exactly, midfield, ter- as you say, in terms of the control from uh, in the midfield, as you say, is yeah. I don't think I don't think in terms of their ability you can really compare the two just because they're so different in, in the way they play. Yeah. Obviously, Fernandez is a very forward attacking midfielder, whereas Basuma is more of a calm, midfielder. collective defensive midfielder. Yeah. yeah. Just just yeah. controls it and plays it through. Whilst we're comparing irrelevant players to to the the best player in the league, um, how about De Gea to Robert Sanchez? So. <laughs> You got me there. You got me there. <laughs> but yeah, um, at least ours doesn't work in a male strip club when he's off work. Sanchez. Yeah, he just looks like that type of person. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I haven't really thought of him that way. Marcus, mate, uh, De Gea. Um, do you reckon he's kind of lost his lost his uh, his starting position to uh, Dean Henderson? No. Not at all. Not at all. And that's um it's it's De Gea's got his form back. The the team has got their confidence back. You yeah. can see it in the way that they play. And De Gea De Gea has got his uh form back. Yeah, he has. Which is which is a good thing. So Finn mate, obviously obviously with Brighton playing uh Man City this week in their prem prem game, uh, how do you think that's going to play out um, in terms of winning, losing? I mean, you know, uh, I want to say I, I'm going in there, hoping that Brighton can win. Yeah, I mean, it could um, be a they, shock I mean, result. You've got to have the mentality. Yeah, they, exactly. Go on. It could be a shock result. Whilst we're talking about um, City. Um, I just want to bring up the Carabao Cup semi-finals. Yeah. Um, so I watched both of them. I, I I usually only watch United games, but the, this Tottenham Brentford one was on. I was like, you know what? I want to see who who we're going to play in the final. Obviously, we lost our semi-final, so I was being a bit too cocky. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, we will, we will, but I just we want to say I was watching I was watching the the um, Spurs Brentford game, and Brentford got robbed. Why? VAR. Again, it's VAR. They, they, they scored a goal, and uh, this player's knee was offside. And they, <laughs> like, they, they I'm gave pretty it. sure it was like the barest of margins as well. It was. I, I just find it absolutely ridiculous. It's ridiculous, but at the same time, it's objective. 
So as long as you have that objective truth to it, which is what it wanted to bring in in the first place, it, it may be ridiculous, but at the same time... And to be fair, it, the offside is official. the one thing that I always see consistent. Yeah. It, yeah. It's consistently annoying, because it's always consistently a really slim margin, but it is always consistent. It is. But it's the rules, and as long as they are consistent, then I don't, I don't feel the need to challenge it. But I would say one thing with the um, offside rule and VAR is that... Um, I feel like it should only be a scoring part of your body uh, that has to be offside before it's ruled as offside. If your hand's offside, how is that going to benefit you from scoring a goal? It, um, you're not offside if your hand's offside. Oh, really? It's Have only, they changed it? Yeah, no, it, no it, it's, it's only scoring parts of the body. So your head, your shoulder, chest, knee, foot. Head. But yeah, no, a hat, thankfully hand doesn't affect it. Grain of hair. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Suarez, Suarez's teeth. Exactly. Or Suarez the, the or the loose or the loose lace that you haven't tied up properly. Yeah, exactly. Or the um, or the extra grown out toenail. <laughs> right. So um, so yeah. So United um lost against Manchester City. City. Yeah. Um. So I watched the City Chelsea game uh, last weekend in the Prem. And yeah. City yeah. played phenomenal, and you know they went into this game exactly how they how they played that Chelsea game, and you know we were outclassed. Uh, it's hard because you know sitting second in the table with a game in hand on on Liverpool, you know we can go we can go top if we win uh, on Tuesday against Burnley. We're just sitting there and seeing City's class, you know th there's no chance we can hold on to first in the league. Um, I th uh, yeah, my, I, I think on the day Man City the best team in the world. The problem is that Chelsea made it too easy for them. Um, if you look at how Chelsea lined up, their midfield was empty. It was. Like they, they they handed it to City at times, and it must be frustrating as a Chelsea fan as well. Yeah, that that's one thing with um with City. You need to overload the midfield, stop them. Yeah. I mean, I, th I think that possibly could have been because City were just so high on the press. But that's no excuse for Chelsea to make it that easy. Chelsea never play three midfielders. They, they usually only play two midfielders. Or they play three, but one's an attacking midfielder. Like, you know, if you've got... Um, who did they have in that team? They had De Bruyne, Gundogan and Rodri. I think yeah, they was did. In the, yeah, in the, was Rodri. In, in the midfield. You know, Kante's good, but... Kante, Jorginho, I don't even think Jorginho was playing, I think it was Kovacic. Kante, Kovacic and Mason Mount, you know, you can't compete. You, no, you, no, you can't. Gundogan's been fantastic so far this season as well. Who has? Gundogan. He has, yeah, Gundogan. He's been, he's, he's been in, in very good form, as you say, Finn. Um, and, and you know, form. he's not, he's barely, he, he doesn't really start for City. Um, no. So what a player to have on the bench. He is. Yeah. Is that, is that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? <laughs> super sub. Yeah, I wouldn't compare him to the baby-faced assassin just yet. <laughs> I, I don't think Gundogan has pulled off a uh, uh, 1999 uh, treble, but anyway. Um, moving what, on. What, from the bench? <laughs> from the bench, From right. the bench. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, I want to bring up one last thing. Um, and then I'll obviously ask you about who you think uh, top three and bottom three are going to be. Um uh, do you remember um, Brighton versus Arsenal last season? 
Which one? Um, home or away? Uh, it was the yeah the no I think I think it was home. Brighton were home, and yeah Brighton were home two one. It was after Project Brighton, Restart. Brighton games ended two one, but yeah 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 first game after Project Restart. Yeah. Um, thoughts about that? As in, as in the game in general, or as in um, the res- the response from Mupai Mu- Mu- uh, ruining Leno's season and then going on to to win in the game. Um, oh, that was with. Was I think that, it's tough. Is that the shit, one with? Um, is that the one with uh, what's his name? The really aggressive Arsenal player. Guendouzi. Guendouzi, yeah. He's not Arsenal anymore. <laughs> um, well, yeah. He's done for with Arsenal now. But um, I think it's tough shit. Arsenal complaining about Mope injuring Leno. It clearly wasn't intentional. Um, it, you know, it's tough and all, but Leno yeah. having a whinge at Mope. And I've actually... And I, I get it. Um, I've had a, um, a message. I was talking to my uh, uh, friend who supports Arsenal before before the show. Saying that I'm going to be speaking to a Brighton fan because he hates Brighton. Uh, do you want yep. me to, to say anything? And <laughs> um, I'm not going to say explicitly what he said, but it was on the oh, lines on, of uh, no it just... was it was it was um, F Mope, F Brighton. <laughs> hope they go down. <laughs> and yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, was, right. that was referring to that uh, Brighton Arsenal game. Yep. Yeah. Um, Any response to, to the salty Arsenal fans out there? Uh, I mean, we did the double over them, really. <laughs> I don't really need to give a response. Well, six, well, six wait, points. Wait, wait. wait, can I just say something? So Arsenal, Arsenal, um, they haven't been that that good this season. They haven't pulled anything out of the bag, uh, any shock wins or anything. Uh, so. That guy, your mate, um, Finn, do you want to say any words about that to, to, to his mate? Uh, as in doing a double over Arsenal and how shit they've been this season. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, just, just rub it in uh, the face a little bit more. Uh, which one? There's two. Oh, both of them. Both of them. Okay. Um, so, obviously, I... I could quote Sam Allardyce. Yeah, do do a Sam uh, Allardyce and say that he he can't uh, he can't he can't handle it without 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 smart without tactics. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't take it. But um, I think this season. Um, but but yeah, Arsenal just, have have a, have, a have picked season, up really. the form. They have picked up the form. Yeah, they have. Yeah, but you. But they're still sat at what tenth. Yeah, but they picked uh, up the form. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I wouldn't commend them for picking Sound up 11, anything. You know. 11, they're, they're a side with the budget they have to have and spending, you know, players like... Uh, yeah, that's true. That's what, true. What's his name? Pepe, uh, Nicholas Pepe spending 72 million. There's no excuse to be sat there. Bench you know, warmer. Yeah, mid-table. Mate, Obama Yang. No, there's got, no excuse to be. Yeah. You know, but, 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 <laughs> do you remember when... Uh, Obama Yang signed the thing. Yeah. Signed the thing. Obama Yang and have swapped since he signed the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Aubameyang has become Chris O'Grady since he signed the thing. But yeah. La- last thing I want to add on this Arsenal thing is um, Smith Rowe, that like uh, new youngster that they've put into midfield. Him and uh, yeah, yeah, him and Saka are, are clicking so well, and um, 
I've seen some pundits, you know, some Arsenal pundits, so it's obviously going to be biased, but saying, you know, the, the, the style that they're seeing is is the style that they, they're used to seeing with old Arsenal, with all the fancy flicks and, and uh, stuff like that. So uh, don't, tell me that. don't tell me they're comparing Saka to Thierry Henry at this point. Well, it is Arsenal fans. So, <laughs> That's so... It's cut it is, straws yeah, at this point. I mean, you can't really compare <laughs> them, can you? But as you say, as Marcus says, they are Arsenal fans and they are... They are gonna, they are gonna say stuff like that because you know. Yeah, I know. One, I, ch- oh. I tune into Arsenal fan TV pretty much every Arsenal game at this point. I, mean, <laughs> I think Arsenal fans do as season. well, to be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Uh, last question before we uh, close off for this episode: uh, Who do you think is going to finish top three this season? In order, in order, in order. It's it's such a horrible question because. You look at this top 10 and there's about 10 points separating them, 7 points separating them. Yeah. It's such a hard thing to predict. But it is. I'm going to have to go with... I, I can't see United holding on to this. I, I really can't, can't either. I, can't, I can see them finishing um, top three. I can't, I can't finish I, them. can't see them in first. I, I, I can see City winning this, though. What, from... I mean, I guess... I guess... Wow. I mean, I, mean, I guess there's still quite a long, uh, long time to go. They are in behind. fifth. They are only five points behind. They're gonna have to pull something out the bag if they're and gonna win. And you know the way the way Liverpool are playing, we can expect at least another draw and loss before they start winning games. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, as as a Liverpool fan, I can say that um, they haven't they haven't been, <laughs> they haven't been doing too well at the moment. Uh, so yeah, they haven't. But I uh, I'm gonna say City first. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna say Liverpool second. Yep. I'm going to say Tottenham third. Oh, Marcus, how do you feel about that one? Wow. Oh. I, th- I think I think United will barely scrape a uh, Champions League position. No, I have no. <laughs> we're, we're no. I Marcus, disagree Marcus, with you there. You don't like hearing <laughs> that, do you, mate? You don't like. So, so, no, Bruno. Bruno, 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 is really gonna is really gonna carry your United team all the way to a to a Premier League title be or carrying Slavic third place or whatever. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but you can you can quote me on this. Within three years, Manchester United will will have a Prem title and would have reached the Champions League uh say semi finals. We're not talking about that, Marcus. We're talking about this season. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this season. Okay. It's all... this, this season, if you're going to quote me on that, second. It's, it's it's all well and good you focusing on hypotheticals, but... Second, and uh, Luke Shaw is is going to be the best left-back in the league this season. <laughs> um, yep. If, if he doesn't get his ankle snatched off. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, exactly. Wow. Okay. Uh, De Gea is going to be the best goalkeeper in the league this season. <laughs> De Gea. Honestly, Bali's going to be best centre back if he doesn't get injured. Wambasaka, we don't even need to talk about him because he's already. Alan Wambasaka. Yeah, uh, uh, defensively, <laughs> uh, uh, on the attack, he's awful. Oh. He, on the attack, he's see, awful. But but uh, see, if you're asking defense, me, he's, he's the best. Every time if I watch Alan Wambasaka the three... play, every time I watch Alan, uh, watch Alan Wambasaka play, Alan, who's Alan Wambasaka? <laughs> <laughs> typical, typical Liverpool fan. 
Whatever. Uh, every time I watch Wan Bissaka play. <laughs> um, Whatever. Whatever. That's <laughs> Liverpool fans' response to anything. Yeah, um, but mate, you got knocked he, out of the Champions always, League against looks, Atletico Madrid last season. He, Whatever. He always looks like he's just going to give the ball away, mate. Honestly. Yeah, that that Alan, that Alan, the Alan, Alan. Wan Bissaka, um, mate. The Alan so, Wan so if um. If, if you ask me to rank the top three horniest players in the league... Whoa, okay, no, no, no. If we can't walk up, if we can't walk up, then Wendy and Alan Wampasaka. But I don't think he's up there. Aaron. Alan. Close enough, close enough. Do you see Mendy has now been spotted flying another Greek girl into the UK for a four-day romp? So, so go on, go on, Finn, 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 Finn. <laughs> List your top five horniest Premier League football players. Go on, go on, finish the show. No, so my, so my, um, my, 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 my bottom three. Yeah, um, do your bottom three. Uh, I, Sheffield United, it's obvious. Yeah. Uh, at bottom. Yeah. Nineteenth. Uh, uh, I have to go West Brom. West Brom, yeah. I, I can't I can't see them I can't see them coming back from this. Yeah. I'm gonna agree with Noah and what you said last week and say Fulham. Fulham. Yeah. Come back down. I don't think they have no. I mean obviously you say that as you're a Brighton I don't fan, think they have but the drive. obviously Yeah. You say you may Well can you... I can I have can I have a little bit to talk about Brighton's philosophy and how how it's frustrated me a little bit. Yeah, go on. So Brighton need to commit to this wing back role. Yeah. My, my my problem my problem with this Brighton side is that it's kind of wishy washy and like you know half half the time you're playing four at the back and then mid game you're switching to five at the back and especially with Lamptey injured it's been a bit frustrating. In that yeah, it has been. I can, but, it has been. He's he's one of a one of a player. He's bloody young as well. He's got a bright bright future ahead of him. He does. Uh, yeah. On, but on, at the same time, go on. On that, on that Marcus. topic, uh, just quickly. Uh, I want to let you know that we, we did try to surprise you for this episode. Uh, yeah. Get a Brighton yeah. player on. But, we did. Uh, Me and Marcus tried. And we got no answers. So you sent a DM <laughs> to some Brighton players asking... <laughs> so even, uh, Marcus even went the extra mile and uh, tried to ask some academy bloke as well. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even answer. He didn't answer either. Uh, I could tell you the name. Just do continue talking. When I find the name, I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> my bro- my brother probably coaches him. <laughs> probably. Um. But no, uh, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, um, no, no worries, mate. But it, in terms of uh, Bright's philosophy, it's just been it's been frustrating to to watch us again, like Leeds playing well. Well, in quotations, playing well and not not getting results. I think I think Brighton have been victims to that a little bit more than Leeds have this season. Yeah, obviously there's going to be. I, I, I pundits pundits hate Brighton, which is my problem. But um, this guy's uh, name was uh, Peter Guagis. All right, I've heard the name. He's played for like under under twenty threes. Yeah. Okay, but um. Yeah, the Ben White or Finn, can I, can, answer, I, so. can I tell you who I messaged for you, mate? So on, we messaged, I, we messaged Tarek Lamptey, Danny Welbeck, Adam Lallana. Danny Welbeck. Adam Lallana. Welbeck was a good one because we could have asked him about Man United. 
Bobby Zamora, yeah. mate. We were like, oh, well, the, the young oh. guys aren't going to play, so we were going to message, uh, message Bobby Zamora. Steve and Jared for my benefit. Um, and yep. that was about it, really. <laughs> Steven Gerrard. Out of everyone, Steven Gerrard. So, um, no, on, on, a, on topic of Bobby Zamora, um, see, my, my brother's always told me the story that when my brother Jack was playing at uh, Worthing, yep. um, after a game at Woodside, Bobby Zamora pulled up in his beat-up Corsa <laughs> well done, and I was like, we're played, lads. <laughs> So, but, so um, um, who, who is your brother? Sorry? Who is your brother? Uh, my brother, Coach Brian, pretty much, goalkeeper coach. Oh, really? Um, was with the women's team. Oh, uh, he's now okay. With, he's now with the academy. Oh, nice. Um, mm. why? What? Sorry, they're, they're all adult women. <laughs> he's living the dream, mate. So, uh, do you have anything else to add? It's just frustrating because Brighton need to commit to that back five and that and that wing back role with Lamptey uh, on the right and Solly March on the left and you know. Finn, do you think I've, with them? I've do you been... think with them doing that, they they will be able to become a bit more successful, win a few more get win more games and do you, do you see that happening? The problem isn't necessarily at the back; it's up top, and obviously, obviously, we, obviously with wing backs, it's obviously going to help you. Drive the attack, yeah, like as well with that, that that driving pace. Exactly. And Webster's impressed me as well, just the way he, yeah, he as, as a centre half, the way he he drives at the pitch with the ball, and it's like, I don't know, you don't see that often from a centre half. Yeah. And the way he actually like kickstarts attacks, and, and it, it works well, you know, with Dunkey and. Uh, oh yeah, and one other question. Um, yep. I asked this question with Marcus and whether De Gea has. Uh, whether whether Dean Henderson has taken uh, De Gea's sort of first team starting eleven goalkeeper, do you think that's happened with um, uh, with uh, what's his name? Ryan. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, Matthew Ryan and Sanchez. And and Sanchez. Um, no, it's definitely happened. Um, Ryan's been told he, 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 he to leave the club. Has he? Um, Shame. Yeah. I thought Ryan was was a decent keeper. Yeah, I thought he was alright. Drop a form in recent yeah. few months, but uh, I think I think they just wanted to get Sanchez yeah. into the squad as well. And um, and what do you think Matthew Ryan impressive. will go and do? Would you reckon he'll go back to Australia or try and find a, another club in the in, in England or the UK? Uh, I honestly can't say because I, I can see him going somewhere like Bournemouth. Paid, go go somewhere where Bournemouth. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I don't know if Arthur Burrich is still starting up there, but he's quite old now, isn't he? Well, uh, last season they even... had uh, Ramsdale, uh, but okay. Sheffield United bought him this season. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know, because he's played all over the place as, as Ryan. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was at Valencia for a few years, and I think we signed him from there as well. Yeah, he did. So I don't, I don't know if he's missing Spain or not. Yeah. I don't know if he'd want to go back to Europe. You know, you don't know if he's liking life in the UK. Or he would just go back to his home, that wage, home, hometown. Yeah, I can't... He's not old. I, don't, I can't see him going back and finishing his career yet, you know. In no, yeah, I yeah. I think that's something that he'd do when he's a bit older. Yeah, he's nowhere near Especially that. Especially because there, there, isn't a lot of, there isn't a lot of passion for football necessarily yeah. in Australia. Yeah. But, um... Yeah. Maybe, maybe know, I, we see him becoming, like, a coach. 
Yeah. But yeah, possibly. I mean, I, I there was a there was always a rumor. Uh, there was a rumor the other day that uh, Brighton were looking at signing um, Sergio Romero. Oh yeah. Really? Oh, but that would United. be a really good signing for them. Uh, yeah. United are looking it, to sell it, it, him. So. It was just a rumor, and it was proven. It was proven false. Um, which is fine. I'm I'm happy with Sanchez. I think he's been commanding in goal. Yes, he, he has. His distribution is, you know, he's one of the best best around that I've seen anyway, um, in terms of distribution. Yeah, like he's been he's been he's been impressing me. Uh, players also that have been impressing me like proper David proper. Um, Finn, as your brother being a being a goalkeeper coach, does he like um how um Sanchez he likes, plays? He does he Sanchez. like Sanchez? Yeah, he loves Sanchez. Uh, he's been really frustrated with Matty Ryan the last few months. Yeah. Um, you know I can't speak for him, but he, he, from what he's said to me, he's definitely really like him. Um. Sanchez and again highlighted his distribution quite a lot. Yeah. Um, but again, like players also that have impressed me, like David Proper. I think against Wolves um, in that second half. Yeah. He was he was commanding. He you know he when when Basuma came off, he almost played like him. Yeah. Um, and and took that role of like just controlling from the midfield. I think he was class, and and I genuinely think that him and Basuma should start together. Yeah, uh, in that midfield, I think. Yeah, um, I definitely think drop Ben White for a little bit. Give him a bit of a rest. rest. I, think. I mean, he can always be uh, on the bench, but yeah, definitely. But um, Veltman has been more more impressive to me recently. Yeah, especially when Lamptey comes back in. But um, I I think Veltman's been class these last few weeks, uh, last few months even. Yeah. But uh, just up top is a problem. But Brighton have just recalled um. Uh, South African winger um, Percy Tau from Anderlecht he was with Club Rouge last season and won the title with them in Belgium oh nice um, and, it, and then he went back on loan to Anderlecht and um, Vincent Company rates him highly oh that, that must be um, good then uh, obviously Vincent Company's Anderlecht coach yeah, yeah. But, um, Percy Tau it's it's like like what happened with uh, Jahanbash when he signed for Brighton. Yeah. There's been a massive influx of South African fans. Yeah. Yeah. Um luckily they're a lot better than the uh Jahanbash fans. The Jahanbash fans are very like they're comment they're spamming comments on every Brighton post. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, like Jahanbash was Jahanbash was suspended or something or injured and everyone was like spamming, Where's Jahanbash? Where's Jahanbash? Yeah, yeah. We we've got to like we've got to explain to them like they're toddlers. Yeah, Jahanbash uh, <laughs> is, is injured. Well, but, um, on the on the United Instagram, um, yeah, more than seventy five percent of the comments are um, bots. Uh, <laughs> that are just looking yeah, for card information. Uh, I think yeah. I, th- I think they're the second biggest club on Instagram, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, first being Barcelona. But, yeah. Um, in terms of followers and just general interaction as well. That's interesting because I remember when, uh, going back to summer, when we didn't sign Sancho, uh, there was a huge outrage. And um, <laughs> yeah. not sure if you're familiar of um, Mark Goldbridge. He's um, yeah, Mark, I love it. Yeah, me and Noah have watched Mark Goldbridge. Oh, we? Yeah, we have, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he told everyone, you know, uh, unfollow them from social media. Uh, <laughs> But don't buy the shares, don't do anything. They're bloody prats, 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 yeah. prats. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I gave it like maybe five hours and everyone, and everyone just started following them again. 
<laughs> so, uh, we hate Ole until we win and then we love him. And then when we lose, yeah. we hate him again. Ole seems to have this little magic about him when, whenever he's, uh, his job's in, on the line. Yeah. He seems to start playing well for a few months and then it goes shit again. Well, uh, um, one last question for you. Uh, what player, yeah. because they're all Brighton players, they all must wear the shirt with pride, um, which player do you think gives most to the club? Oh, look, it's, That's it's a good question. Dunk, isn't it? I think so, it's Dunk. He's been, um, he's been right the way through, though, hasn't he, Finn? Yeah, uh, came up through the academy. Yeah. Been with the club for years. I think he went on loan to Norwich at one point, maybe. Uh, I see him. I'm not too sure. Well, I actually never knew he came maybe through I'm the wrong. academy, sure. to be honest. Um, but the way it's sounding, you know, uh, Liverpool needed a defender. Uh, rumours about Cody or Yeah, there, or have been, there have been rumours about Dunk. Yeah, there uh, have been. There are rumours about Pesuma as well. Yeah, there has, there has. Um, uh, at Liverpool. Do you see, Finn, final, final question. Do you see Lewis Dunk maybe getting a couple more England England um, appearances? With Southgate in charge, no. Yeah. Um, but at the same time... Southgate loves a... Um, very um, a team not so much talented but that will do what he says uh, that's why he I think he chooses Mounds over, over Greenwich yeah. all the time yeah that's why he chooses Mongs like Maguire yeah but it's also like uh, Mounds I feel is a perfect example he's like the, the uh, he's like the suck up he's like the teacher's pet like Southgate tells him to, to go lick a goalpost before a corner, yeah. Mount would do it. Yeah. Grealish would probably yeah, tell him to sod off and not lick the goalpost. Yeah, it's, I mean, <laughs> Southgate, Southgate does love Mason Mount quite a lot. It's, it's a bit weird. <laughs> it's a bit weird. <laughs> a bit like, weird. Grealish should go and score a hat-trick and Mason Mount will come off on the bench for the last five minutes and then, you know, Southgate will be like, oh, I was really impressed with Mason Mount today. It's, I, think, I think it's proper weird, but whatever. But um, I think I can definitely see Dunk possibly getting a few more call-ups. Yeah, it's not it's not a case whether he deserves it. Yeah, because I think he does, and he yeah. has for years. He's been putting. He but just at the same he time, puts an effort. Is, is... Yeah, and he and he's passionate as well, which you love to see. Yeah. Um I you know if I had it my way, I'd start. I I I'd, I'd start. Uh, Cody and Dunk. Yeah, that that, that would be but, good. Um, I was just about to say that. But uh, obviously, I can't have it my way. But it'd be nice to see. Well, Finn, it was very nice having you on the on the pod today. Really enjoyed your company. Thank you very much, mate. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Yes, thank you so much, Finn. It's been a pleasure having you on. It's um, It's been great, and you have impressed me with your football knowledge. Thank you very much, boys. So I guess that concludes another episode of our podcast. Episode two done, mate. And before we uh, close off for today, I just want to give a quick shout-out to uh, Noah's brother, Finn, who created our intro and outro song. For this episode and for all future episodes um if you guys want to give him a follow on instagram his name is f-i-n-n space c-o-w-a-n that's finn cowan and until next time thanks guys for listening cheers boys <laughs>